welcome to Strong Faith Fit Life, the daily-ish podcast where we explore the intersection of faith and health to help you build strength from the inside out. My name is Deborah, and welcome to the show. Episode 23, Stress Management. Stress management is one of the most important tools we have when it comes to working on our health. It is all fine and dandy for everyone to tell us that health and wellness and fitness are all super simple and you should just do what you can and your body will do what it, what we expect it to. In fact, I generally hear things like the body doesn't defy the laws of thermodynamics. As long as you cut your calories, as long as you exercise, everything will turn out okay. Hmm. Here's the thing. We are more complex than just simply a simple machine where you input energy and output energy. We are not that simple. In fact, we are incredibly complicated individuals. And if you listen to the last episode where I talked about anxiety, you know that we feel anxiety all the time. And it is normal for people to have anxious thoughts, especially when big changes come down. Now that could be a move. That could be the loss of a loved one. It could be a terrible diagnosis, like a cancer diagnosis, or maybe even just, you know, a a serious surgery that comes your way. It could be just something as simple as, you know what, you bit off more than you can chew. And now your plate is extremely full and you have to do something about it. And you don't want to tell anyone no, because that's hurtful. And why would you want to say no? Because that makes you feel uncomfortable and you don't want to make them sad or disappoint anyone. Stress comes at us in all forms. Okay. And it does impact our well-being. And so I have a few tips for you guys today that I think are extremely important. Um, They are things that I use for myself when managing stress and anxiety. And believe me, there's been plenty in my adult life, just like all of you. And my first tip for this is meditation. I love meditation. And many of you who are listening may actually be cringing at the word meditation. The Eastern religions have used meditation to mean an emptying of the mind. But the reality is no one owns the corner market on the phrase meditation. Meditation is prayer and thought where your mind is focused in one specific area. You're going to meditate on an idea. And as a Christian, we should be meditating on the word. And there are many, many verses for us to meditate on. You can pick the one that you need to, but I like to actually focus on one specific verse when I'm feeling extremely anxious. There are plenty of other ones that you can add into your arsenal, and I do recommend that you get some three by five cards and memorize some words. Uh, We once had I once was listening to somebody talk in a Bible study, and I'll give you the I'll give you the meditation that I like in a minute. But I once was listening to a, a Bible study, and we were talking about this kind of amazing idea of throwing arrows at our thoughts. Um, and the we talk about the word of the Lord being a sword, but I love this idea of arrows being the verses. Because when you have a quiver full of arrows, you have a quiver full of tools, individual verses that you can pull out at different times where God's word has spoken to you. And it is something that you can rest on. It's a good reminder. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. If he is faithful, he is faithful. It's not if he is faithful. 
And he shows us through examples in the Bible of his faithfulness. And when we are feeling lost, when we are feeling sad, when we are feeling happy, when we are feeling worried, when we are feeling anxious, there is a verse for everything. And I do just, I like that imagery of having that quiver on my back full of arrows that I know I can use when I need to meditate on God's word. One of my favorite ones to meditate on though is Philippians 4, 6. And Philippians 4, 6 is important to me because I really like the statement that it makes. It literally starts out with, be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. One of the other translations, um, it makes me giggle a little bit. If you're a Bob Marley fan, it says, don't worry. Literally just says, don't worry. It doesn't say be happy. I was a little disappointed, but it does say, don't worry. Be anxious for nothing. So it's basically saying, starts out with, do not worry. And then it actually gives a command. And I love this command because you have two. This is this command gives you an action. And as humans, we are action paced individuals. We love to have action. And so the second part of this says, instead, pray about everything. So basically you're taking that worry and you're converting it into an action by praying about it and giving your anxiety, your worry, your fear, your happiness, your sadness, all of it. And you're giving it to God. My favorite part is the, the other favorite part here is the end. It says, tell God about what you need. It doesn't say, ask him and maybe he'll show up. It just says, tell God what you need. And I take that to also be like, don't forget to tell him how you're feeling, what you're worried about, what you're anxious about, what you're sad about. And then it has one more command at the end. And it says to thank him for all he has done. Now, Many of us might think that we need to thank him for all he has done after he has done it for us. But here's the thing. If we know God is faithful, and we do know that God is faithful, we should be thanking him for his actions that are coming to us in the future. I'm not saying he's acting in the future. He has all things in his hand and set aside. We just don't happen to be stepping into that at the moment. So God is coming and he's going to provide. It may not look like what we want, but we're saying thank you in advance. We're also remembering when God has showed up in our past to say thank you for that and that reminder of yes, you do show up. So the first, I'm going to read it directly out loud without all of my commentary. So Philippians 4, 6, be anxious for nothing. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. And this is one, like I said, this is the one that I use when it comes to meditation, um, especially when I am stressed because I need the reminder. I need the reminder. I need to be told, don't worry. God's got this and thank him because he's going to come through. And I just, that verse just makes me very happy. And here's the thing, when it comes to stress management, we should pray first and foremost. And I want to tell you, because of those Eastern modalities, science has actually done some incredible research on stress and meditation and what it does for us. And so the first thing we know, and this is again, scientifically proven, there are PubMed research papers about this. You can even go on Google and type this stuff in. It's amazing. The first thing we know that meditation does is it reduces the area of anxiety. It reduces chronic pain. That's number two, who doesn't need pain reduction? Number three, it improves depression. So if you're feeling depressed or anxious or worried or afraid or alone, pray and meditate. 
because it's going to improve things for you. And finally, these last two are actually really, I always find them quite shocking, but it's so amazing just how much our own thoughts have control over our bodies. And this last one is that it lowers the risk of heart disease and lowers the risk of high blood pressure. Those are two physical manifestations that our body has as a response to stress. It is so important that we keep our stress to a minimum. And it increases the neuroplasticity just because this one is a little nifty one and it makes me very happy to know. It increases the neuroplasticity of the brain and wires it, rewires it, I should rephrase, for happiness. And I just love that. It really encourages us to... When you see these beautiful parts about how our mind and our hearts have control over our health and our stress levels and all of those things, then we can use tools such as meditation to manage our time well, and or not manage our time well, but manage our hearts well, that's the word I was looking for, and giving our stress to God. And we can sit and rest and rely on him knowing that he's going to take care of us. The next one that I love to tell people is that they should laugh and dance and talk and listen to positive music and be an encouragement to others around because happiness and positive feelings, they're kind of contagious and we are designed to be in community. We actually see community throughout the Bible and I really love that God exemplifies community. We see the early church and the early Christians coming together as a church, worshiping together, breaking bread together, selling off items that they have in their homes to support other people. And here's the thing, when we do that and when we put others before ourselves, it actually improves our mood. It reduces our stress and it also shows how God comes through. So not only are we providing for a brother and sister in Christ, but we are also rewiring our own brains to think in a different manner. I think that's one of the most positive, um, it's, I think it's just one of the most positive ones that gets overlooked. Do not forget community. All right. Number three, before I wrap up today is manage your social media. Two hours a day is what they say for max for adults on social media. We don't want the fast food generation of entertainment to make it so our brains have the ability to focus less. And every time we take one of those beautiful dopamine hits of scrolling from post to post to post to post to post, we become more anxious. It's actually true. So if you can monitor your social media time, this is the benefits that you get. You will have greater self-awareness. You will end up with better time management. And for all of those of you who know me and know I have ADHD, my phone does the time management for me. It shuts my phone down. Sometimes you have to brute force things. The next one that it does is it improves your self-esteem because you're out and actually talking to real people and not having content fed at you that the computer algorithms think that you need. And, you know, sometimes you've clicked on like something and you're like, why did I get all of this weird stuff after this? And then sometimes you click on something because you want to learn something and the algorithm is like, oh, now you want to be lean and you're just, I'm just going to feed you all these crazy lean people who edit their videos. And we don't need to see that. And it's a little bit overwhelming. And finally, the last thing when we monitor our social media is it reduces anxiety, loneliness, and depression, and a fear of missing out, FOMO. Man, that is something that definitely catches us off guard, but social media definitely plays into this. And here's the thing. I truly believe we are not designed to know everything that's supposed to be out there in the world. God is omnipotent, omniscient, all-knowing, and all-present, but we are not. We are still human. 
We are still in our own limitations. And sometimes social media removes some of those little, those limitations. And sometimes it's an extreme positive as we are able to act, um, basically advocate for things we wouldn't necessarily be able to because, you know, we're really spread out. And then other times it can be overwhelming when the news is the same thing over and over and over again, and it's negative. So stay tuned for the next episode where I cover the last two stress manager stress managements or yep, last two. And that way you can find out how to manage your stress more optimally. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to follow the show so you can get notified when I drop a new episode. You can also join me in the Facebook group, Strong Faith Fit Life. I hope to see you there. Until next time. Bye.